0: Ah, it's a Monday, folks. Yes, indeed. July 17th the date. 909, and we have 75 degrees outside our Columbus Road Studios. They say it's going to top out around 84. But looking uh, ahead today, around 7... In fact, that window 7 to 11. We may have some rain tonight. Yeah, it's kind of one of those things. Whatever happens, you know, it's going to happen, right? <laughs> and um, Don's here. Good morning. Good morning. Um, but today, July 17th, as I said. And um, looking ahead this week... Um, tomorrow, our guests will be from the uh, Athens Red Cross. And uh, Katie Elk, I believe, is going to be the uh, our principal guest uh, she's the executive director down there. And then on Wednesday, Jane Forrest Redfern will be joining us. she's uh, she knows everything about our solid waste system and um, you know, Athens Hawking solid waste. So um, that's, that's always a topic. They're, they're always doing things to try to make things better, right? You know, reduce the amount of solid waste or, um, or find a purpose for it. That's, uh, recycling, you, you get my point. Anyway, so uh, those are the two shows I'm aware of at the moment, uh, in that being tomorrow and then Wednesday. Um, the mayor of Athens normally is on the third Thursday of each month, but he's going to be on the fourth this, this month. He's, um, at a conference, I think. So, um, anyway, good morning, folks. Welcome. Today, though, a free-for-all. And Don's here to help me out. All right. Well, uh, today, July 17th, as I mentioned, and, um... You see, we go back to the year of, um, oh my, it's hard for me to even quite gather this. The year 180, 180, six inhabitants of Carthage, North Africa, executed for being Christians. And uh, they go on to say that's the earliest record of Christianity in this part of the world. Okay, skipping ahead 1,200 years. (laughs) The year 1203, the siege of Constantinople begins during the Fourth Crusade. They go on to say Roman Catholic crusaders aboard a Venetian fleet attack the city of Constantinople. Now the year 1762 and Catherine II becomes Tsarina. You know, you've heard of uh, Russian czars, right? Well, this is Tsarina of Russia following the murder of Peter III. Getting a little more current to the year nineteen eighteen on this date, the Romanov royal family and several of their retainers are executed by the Bolshevik firing squad in a basement in Yenterimburg, um, something Yet J- J- Yet something like that. That's in Siberia. Uh, Let's see here, what next? Uh, 1936 on this date, Spanish Generals Francisco Franco and Emilio Mola lead the right-wing uprising, and in so doing, starting the Spanish Civil War. Um, 1945 on this date, Potsdam Conference. The president, Harry Truman, Joseph Stalin, and Winston Churchill hold the first post-World War II meeting. I'll bet that caught a lot of attention, those three big names. (laughs) All right, well, let's see here. Let's do some birthdays. Um, it's uh, you know I I don't know what their policy is, uh, the, the, and we're working from a report called uh, onthisday.com. But um you know, should you list the the farthest back birthday you're going to bring up first, or the newest, or is does it even matter? Uh, I don't know the answer, but. Uh, We'll just, uh, you'll see why I might be raising the issue. First off, uh, we have four birthdays to uh, bring up today. The first is that of Eduardo Romero. Okay, he's a golfer. And he's, um, he lived, uh, he was born in 1954. And he passed in 2022, just a year or so ago. Um... so eduardo uh, does he have uh, how you know do they have some sort of um listing of how many tournaments he he won or something like that
1: yeah uh like it says he was an argentine professional golfer he was nicknamed el Gato, or the cat and he won over 80 professional tournaments around the world including eight on the european tour and five on the champions tour with two senior majors He also won over 50 times in South America and was a member of the Argentine team at the World Cup on 14 occasions.
0: Well, fair enough. Eduardo Romero. All right, the next one they have, we're going back to the year 1763 for his birth, John Jacob Astor, and uh, he died then in uh, 1848. Um, Now, Mr. Astor, John Jacob Astor, Um, I'm guessing I know, but I hesitate
1: to embarrass myself. What do you have? He was a German-born American businessman, merchant, real estate mogul, and investor who made his fortune mainly in a fur trade monopoly by smuggling opium into China and by investing in real estate in or around New York City. He was the first prominent member of the Astor family and the first multimillionaire in the United States.
0: Well, you know, how often have people gotten rich doing something they weren't supposed to do? (laughs) Very many. Yeah. Um, All Um, right. Um, Let's see here. Luke Bryan, who's still alive in fact he's celebrating his 47th birthday today now Luke Bryan, i'm ashamed because i don't know this name at all
1: what am i missing he is an american country singer songwriter and television personality and he's one of the most successful and awarded country artists of the past decade with albums such as i'll stay me doing my thing tailgates and tan lines crash my party Spring Break, Here to Party, Spring Break, Checking Out, Kill the Lights, Farm Tour, Here's to the Farmer, What Makes You Country, and Born Here, Live Here, Die Here. And he's had 27 number one hits. Holy cow. How is it? I don't know him. He has over 75 million records
0: sold. Um, Now, I mean, I admit I'm not a huge country music fan, but... Uh, Someone that accomplished, I should have known this uh, when I came to his name. So I'm kind of embarrassed. All right, Phyllis Diller. Wow. I did two shows with her over the years, and uh, she was a hoot. Anyway, she was born on this date in 1917, and she died in 2012. Um, refresh
1: my memory with a few things. She was an American stand-up comedian, actress, author, musician, and visual artist, best known for her eccentric stage persona, self-deprecating humor, wild hair and clothes, and exaggerated cackling laugh. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, there, um,
0: I don't know if I've, anyway, there used to be a thing called Kenley Players. It was a summer theater group and they operated up in, um, I think it was Warren, Ohio, and Columbus. And at the Columbus, uh, they used the Memorial Auditorium, Veterans Memorial Auditorium, um, right there on uh, West Broad, just on the other side of the uh, Scioto River, right? Or was it the Ola there? No, I think they, they merged before that. So, Sciota. Anyway, uh, that's where I came into contact with her. And she was a hoot, whether she was on the air or not. I mean, her personality on the air was uh, her true self. All right, now, two famous deaths to mention. Nikolaevich, right? Alexei Nikolaevich. Um, the picture I have here is a very young person. Um, and I see that's the truth. Um, he was born in 1904. He died in 1918. So, f- 13,
1: 14 years of age. Alexei Nikolaevich. He was the last Sarsevich heir apparent to the throne of the Russian Empire, and he was the youngest child and only son of Emperor Nicholas II and Empress Alexandra Fedornova. He was born with haemophilia, I have no clue what that is, H-A-E-M-O-P-H-I-L-I-A, which his parents tried treating with the methods of a peasant faith healer named Grigory Rasputin. Oh, Rasputin. Um, Well,
0: you know, you've got that word in front of you, the illness. I'm looking it up. Yeah, thank you. Hemophilia, that's what it is. Hemophilia, so blood. Yeah. Okay. And um, neither one of us are particularly medical knowledgeable, but... Um, hemophilia. What? Um, what do you have there?
1: Disorder in which blood does not clot normally.
0: Hmm. Okay. Well, we'll just leave it at that. The other famous deaths we have to mention occurred on this date in 1918, also. And this was a person that was just um, um, 17 years old at her time of passing. Anastasia, Anastasia, excuse me, Nikolaevna. Nikolaevna. Well. Anastasia, what uh, what do we have on her?
1: She was the youngest daughter of Tsar Nicholas II, the last sovereign of imperial Russia, and his wife, Sarna Alexandra Fedorovna, and those, Anastasia and Alexei were brother and sister.
0: Okay, uh, our two famous deaths, both very young people. Well, um, let's see here. What's going on in the world? Um, We talked a little bit about this last week. The grain deal. And um, this is a a deal that's keeping millions of tons of grain moving out of the Ukraine via the Black Sea. That deal is going to expire tonight if Russia does not renew the agreement and a potential shock to world food program-reliant developing countries and global food prices. Um, Sometimes known as the Black Sea Grain Initiative, Well, it has released over 30 million tons of grain, mostly wheat, corn, and sunflower, since it was brokered um, last July, a year ago. The accord allows Ukrainian vessels from three ports to safely navigate a Russian-blockaded Black Sea corridor through the Bosporus Strait in northwest Turkey where departing and returning ships are inspected for deal compliance the deal has faced expiration three times so far uh, but each time so thus far anyway ultimately being renewed amid diplomatic pressure on Russia Um, anyway to keep the deal going United Nations officials offered to partially restore Russian access to Belgium uh, particularly a Belgium based international financial payment system and uh, people have nicknamed that system SWIFT so we'll just have to wait and see if that all pans out again well alaskans spent the weekend experiencing an uptick in seismic activity there were a series of volcanic eruptions from the remote from the remote Shishaldin volcano friday last week Followed by a 7.2 magnitude earthquake late Saturday. And uh, that, in fact, it was late Saturday morning off the southwest coast, which briefly t- triggered a tsunami warning, even. The volcano is nested in the middle of the sparsely populated Aleutian Islands, part of the archipelago. Uh, archipelago making up the Alaskan Peninsula. I put the wrong emphasis on the wrong syllables. Let me try that again. Um, Shishaldan started exhibiting low intensity eruptions Tuesday but began Friday with a burst that sent an ash cloud nearly 40,000 feet in the air. Meanwhile, the Saturday earthquake was the strongest to hit the area um, since an 8.2 magnitude quake occurred back uh, in 2021. Um, It was such that it Created a tsunami um, alert or warning, and um, but that was canceled early yesterday morning their time with minimal impact from the tremors. Uh, if you're geologically um, aware. The region sits along the northeastern ridge of the Ring of Fire, which is a set of tectonic boundaries that encircle the Pacific Basin, giving rise to numerous volcanoes and frequent earthquakes along its perimeter. But so far, Alaska is seeming to uh, escape that problem. Wimbledon! Yeah. History was made at Wimbledon over the weekend after the Czech Republic's Marketa Bondorosova upset number six, Anz Jabur, becoming the lowest ranked winner and the first unseeded woman to win Wimbledon. The tournament held in London since 1877, is the oldest tennis tournament in the world and one of the sport's four Grand Slam championships. Well, they go on. The win capped a magical run for Vondrosova, who was once ranked number 14 in the world. And reached the French Open Finals in 2019, but has dealt with a string of injuries in recent years. The loss the the loss left Jabir hailing from Tunisia, still searching for her first Grand Slam victory. She finished up his runner up at both Wimbledon. Um last year, and September's U.S. Open. They go on to say that Vondra had also beaten three top ten players en route to Saturday's final match. Well, what about the men? Okay, on the men's side, top-seeded Carlos Alcaraz, 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 Alcaraz beat number two Novik um, Djokovic in a five-set thriller that lasted more than four and a half hours. Wow. The win is uh, the 20-year-old Alcaraz. I'm messing this up. The win is the 20-year-old Alcaraz's second Grand Slam title and Snaps uh, Djokovic's run of four straight Wimbledon championships. I hope you understood what I had to say there. I didn't do it very well. Well, let's see here. 9.31 now, Um, and if you tuned in late, once again, tomorrow our topic will be the Athens Red Cross, and on Wednesday, we'll be talking about solid waste, Athens-Hocking Solid Waste District. Science and Technology. A new study suggests a modified modified version of tau proteins, T-A-U proteins, which help stabilize nerve cells in healthy brains, are more likely to form tangled structures seen in patients with Alzheimer's and dementia.
1: Hmm.
0: Well, that's not a good bit of news. Something that helps people that aren't ailing can hurt those that are. Yeah. Another story out of this category of science and technology. X-ray analysis reveals a set of ancient illustrations beneath the existing paintings on the wall of Egypt's um, necropolis. Archaeological site. Yeah, isn't it interesting that someone would say, well, why don't we x-ray that painting and see if there's some hidden secret or something? And, and guess what? They found something. Wow. In another story of a science and technology category, astronomers detect... An ultra-cool brown dwarf star burning at roughly 800 degrees, or cooler than a typical campfire. The object is the coldest star on record, still emitting radio waves. Wow. In the business world, U.S. stock markets closed mixed Friday. Uh, Standard & Poor's was down a tenth of a point. The Dow was up three-tenths of a point. NASDAQ, uh, let's see here, I think they were minus 0.2. Anyway, um, they go on to say, as big banks deliver better-than-expected earnings. So, United Airlines, they have um, been working on a deal, a contract deal with their pilots. And it appears that now uh, they have um, come up with a plan that the pilots are likely to agree to, and this um, this deal essentially amounts to ten billion dollars, and it includes uh, potential raises of up to forty percent. Hmm. United airline pilots. All right, Twitter their cash flow is still negative with heavy debt load and nearly 50% revenue drop now how did we come about knowing this folks if you're inclined to do email messaging um Let's see here. (laughs) I'm trying to think about something. Okay. Um, Forgive me. What else do we have here? Twitter's cash flow is still negative with heavy debt load and nearly 50% revenue drop. Now, how did we learn of this? Elon Musk uh, tweeted it somewhere. Um, Let's see. Here's another thing. It says, transforming the way we power our world. They go on. Combustion engines have not improved in a major way in over 150 years. Liquid piston is changing that. Their patented supercharged engine technology delivers up to um, 10 times more power to weight than legacy engines, and runs on green fuels, things like hydrogen. Hmm. I had not particularly been aware of that. Well, what about politics? Politics. Um, And world affairs and things like that. Well, I'm sorry to report. I've got three stories here, and two of them are kind of frightening. First of all, they mention four people were killed in a mass shooting south of Atlanta, Georgia. This occurred um, Saturday morning. The suspect, identified as Andre Longmore, was later found dead by U.S. Marshals. Um, Then there's another story. It says uh, four people dead here as well and three others missing after flash floods hit Philadelphia area. They go on to say that at least 31 people were killed as heavy rains trigger landslides and flooding in South Korea. Yeah, the uh, watching the various films of uh, flooded um, streets here in the U.S. and cars trying to get about, um, I, 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 it's really. it's odd all the rain we've been getting in some places and um and now we've got uh, you know all these issues with oh what's this um oh well no i'm getting confused but anyway there's the weather has been so weird this summer yeah and the heat factors and you know that i saw forecasts this morning and nothing's changing. It's only going to continue uh, for the near future. Wow. Well, I guess we just have to figure out how to deal with it. All right. Let's um. Let's look at some of the. Other um, items here. What did I put my books? No, okay. Um, Some of these will be stories we've talked about, but just in greater detail. Um, Okay, so I am so tired of a certain word. And as soon as I mention it, I'm sure you're going to jump in there as well. And it is COVID. Okay. Well, the United States has reached a milestone in the long struggle against COVID. The total number of Americans dying each day from any cause is no longer historically abnormal. Excess deaths, as this number is known, has been an important measure of COVID's true toll because it does not depend on the murky attribution of deaths to a specific cause. Even if COVID is being underdiagnosed, the excess deaths statistic can capture its effects. The statistic also captures COVID's indirect effects, like the surge of vehicle crashes, gun deaths, and deaths from missed medical treatments during the pandemic. They go on during COVID's worst phases. The total number of Americans dying each day was more than 30% higher than normal. Really a shocking increase. For long stretches of the past three years, the excess was above 10%. But during the past few months, excess deaths have fallen almost to zero according to three different measures. Okay, the Human Mortality Database estimates that slightly fewer Americans than normal have died since March. While the Economic mag- I'm sorry, while The Economist magazine and the CDC both put the excess death number below 1%. Well, after three horrific years in which COVID has killed more than one million Americans and transformed parts of daily life, the virus has turned into an ordinary illness now. They go on to say the story is similar in many other countries, if not quite so positive. Yeah. All right. <laughs> um, you know, we we could talk about the power of immunity. Um, you know why why has it slowed down? Well, about three quarters of U.S. adults uh, of U.S. adults have received at least one vaccine. Second, more than three-quarters of Americans have been infected with COVID, providing natural immunity from future symptoms. And they go on to say that about 97% of adults fall into at least one of those two we just mentioned categories. Then, third most um, third post-infection treatments like Paxlovid can reduce the severity of symptoms. Becoming uh, that became widely available last uh, in in the last year, right? Um, they go on to say, nearly every death is preventable. Now, that's a quote from Dr. Ashish Jha, who was until recently President Biden's top COVID advisor. He goes on, we are at a point where almost everybody who's up to date on their vaccines and gets treated if they have COVID, they rarely end up in the hospital and they almost never die. They go on in this story that it is also true, this this point we just made, for most high-risk people, including older adults, and people whose immune systems are compromised. He goes on, this doctor that uh, has been the advisor to the president, Even for most, not all, but most immunocompromised people, vaccines are actually still quite effective at preventing against serious illness, he said. There has been a lot of bad information out there that somehow if you're immunocompromised, that vaccines don't work. They go on that excess deaths have fallen close to zero helps make this point. If COVID were still a dire threat to large numbers of people, that would show up in the data. Well, anyway, the New York Times has an interesting uh, lengthy story about this. And, if you'd like some more information, I'm sure you can find it. Let's see. 947 now. Um, let's see. The Kremlin blamed the Ukraine for an attack on a vital bridge in occupied Crimea. By the way, the Russian military has used this bridge to support its troops in southern Ukraine. Uh, In another point, but related, Russia said it had pulled out of an agreement allowing Ukraine to export grain by sea. We sort of talked about this in our very first story this morning. The deal was seen as a key to keeping global food prices stable. Um, In um, the category of politics, I guess Donald Trump and his allies plan to expand the presidency's power if he wins in 2024. And in so doing, um, the statement here says it'll bring more government agencies under his control. But, I mean, they're talking about the president's control. Let's see here. Okay, there was a conference down in Florida this weekend. I think it was primarily the uh, that of conservatives. And um, this... This conference, I think, was called the Turning Point Action Conference. Um, And, uh, you know, we had, I think, um, let's see, of the Republican candidates, I think Mr. Trump was there, um, Joe Biden. Tim Scott and others. And uh, there's just a little blurb here that says that when uh, uh, the Trump crowd, a pro-Trump crowd that was present, when the other candidates were introduced, they booed them all. Boo! You know how sh- they sh- do sh- that. Sh- sh- uh, golly. Um, times have changed, and I—I'm not sure I—I—I I, I, I would like to be more respectful. All right. What else? Um. See, Philadelphia, they've had five deaths because of that flash flooding I have been talking about. Again, you've probably seen these uh, videos of cars trying to go through flooded streets. Um, We mentioned this before also that um, it was hot the last few weeks, and guess what? Another week uh, we are facing and the areas most affected the south and the west although it's pretty hot here too um let's see here homeless people um in some parts of the nation there are actually tent cities Well, they're not cities, but lots of tents set up where homeless people are residing. And I guess one of those cities that has quite a bit of that is Phoenix, Arizona. And the firefighters and safety personnel have been just... well i'll use the term even though it doesn't make sense in this this usage but swamped they've been swamped with reporting to tents in in different places to help rescue homeless people who have in the in light of this immense heat for multiple days have become ill and um, wow and even people working to help them are fainting uh, as they do their work and the sun beats down on them remarkable Let's see, another story. China's economy has slowed this spring, suggesting a more sluggish post-pandemic recovery than many analysts had anticipated. Uh, Janet Yellen, our Treasury Secretary. Um, She has... uh, Recently, been advocating that rich countries need to provide faster debt relief to developing countries. And um, we do some of that, but she's saying others need to as well. And um, you would think her information, she's in a key position to know about these things. And this is a statement that's kind of bothersome. And it's like four words. Europeans are becoming poorer. Huh. Well, I guess the Wall Street Journal made that statement in the last, well, sometime in the last week. And, um, That would be disturbing, too. 954 now. Let me get my fingers to turn these pages a little bit better. Um. Oh. Um. John Kennedy. President Kennedy. I have a picture here of the motorcade minutes before the assassination down in Dallas. Um and the president is looking to his right. He's on the right side of the back seat. It's in a convertible. He's waving to people, smiling. Jackie Kennedy, his wife, is on the left side doing the same to the people on the left. In the front seat, I'm pointing to this picture here. Mm-hmm. That's Paul Landis. That was the one you said that you have met yes. and knew. knew him very well. He was one of my sister's best friends. Um, anyway, evidently there have been some of the ex- assassination papers redacted <coughs> what does that mean well they've been less made less public than they used to be and this is bothering some people both historians and you know even some conspiracy theorists Um, who have for some while been questioning that whole event. Uh, I don't know why this would have happened, but it is certainly curious. Yeah. Did you hear about this Kentucky farm where they found in a cornfield Um, I I don't know what they were doing. It it had to be more than plowing because this had been plowed many times. But they discovered 700 coins.
1: No, I didn't hear about this.
0: And these are really uh, valuable things. They're talking about millions of dollars in value. And they were just somehow or other uncovered in a Kentucky farm field. And they're gold. And then, the, you know, they're valuable regardless of what condition they're in, but these are in pristine condition. Um, and I don't know a great deal about coins, but they're, they're saying they're just perfect. Wow. And somewhere I heard a figure, but I don't think I've remembered it correctly, of what this Bunch of coins might be worth, but it was way up there. I'll look it up real quick, see if I can find it. Yeah, we've got about two minutes. Anyway, I just, that's so weird, in a field. Um, Let's see. Hollywood continues to be on strike. And... Um, It's made for a lot of odd shows and reruns and all sorts of things, and you know we've got the Oscars coming up, and they say um, it could make that show look a lot different too. Well, it is what it is. Um. Oh, there's here's an interesting statement. Why should we care about the strikes in Hollywood? They go on, because background actors are more like us than megastars. Okay, there's an editorial in the Times about that. Okay. Well, did you find anything about the value of those cards? Yeah, they
1: said, what I saw, it said 381700 something
0: Oh, I thought I had heard a higher figure, but still
1: that's what i saw three hundred and eighty thousand which might be more than that actually um that might be what they're well
0: anyway it's a bunch yeah (laughs) folks once again tomorrow our topic will be the athens red cross then on wednesday our solid waste district serving athens and hawking counties
1: oh no it was over a million that was just for one type of coin that was in there okay i'm sorry but it was over one million fair enough so uh,
0: join us again tomorrow, won't you? And uh, once again, weather-wise, uh, let's see, we're showing um, a high today of 84 and some rain later this after, or this evening, I guess.
1: Get our 73rd year of serving Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.3 FM,